Independent. Expressive of a spirit of independence, self-confident, unconstrained. Hello, friends and music fans. My name is Joe Armstrong. Thank you ever so much for once again listening to Independence Day. This is the show that examines the changing face of the music business and the people who are doing the changing. Independence Day brings you independent artists, producers, and music industry visionaries with in-depth interviews, live performances, and inside information, all without hype and direct from the artists who practice their craft. This week on Independence Day, Chihana. Chihana acquired her affinity for traditional blues and rock music from her parents' music collection, which would be pretty orthodox if it weren't for the fact that she grew up in Japan. She's a rare bird to be sure, but her fans don't listen to her solely because of the curiosity factor of being a young Japanese woman playing a traditionally Western style of music. It's because she's good at doing so. To listen to her music, there are times when it isn't immediately apparent if she's singing in English or Japanese, which is a testament to both the ability of music to transcend cultural barriers as well as Chihana's obvious and considerable talent. Chihana's next goal is to conquer the American music scene, which, given that she is devoted enough to regularly tour her homeland of Japan by public transportation, should provide a suitable challenge for this unique artist. A quick note about tonight's interview. English is not Chihana's native language, so please be patient as she searches for words. I'd be willing to wager that she's far better at English than most of you are at Japanese. And if you hear any off-mic chatter, it's merely Chihana consulting with her boyfriend, musician Ken Mochikoshi Horn, who generally provided some key translations. Welcome to Independence Day, Chihana. Hello, Chihana. How Hi. Are you? How Hi. are you? I'm great. Welcome. Thank you. Thank welcome you for having me. Welcome to not just California. Welcome to the United States. Thank welcome you. to uh, my house, the Independence Day World Headquarters. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I'm uh, I'm very much looking forward to talking to you. I love meeting people, yeah. regardless. But I especially love meeting people from all over the world, mm -hmm. different places. Different people have different ideas. Uh, they approach the same things differently. They approach different things the same way. Yeah. Um, and I think it's important to talk to folks from all over and see what they're mm -hmm. about. Uh, so first off, tell me where you're from and where you live now. Uh, I'm from Tokyo, Japan, and I live in Tokyo. Okay. It's my, yeah, hometown. Very big city. It's big, but I don't feel it. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're from there, you're used to it. That's your hometown. Yeah. Uh, now, you grew, you were born there, you grew up there, but you did some travel abroad too, you said. You've lived in different parts yeah, of the world, even when, for little, little periods. Yeah, when I was 16, 17, 18... I went abroad to the States and to UK. Yeah. Yeah. Now, at what point did music start to become a th uh, like a thing for you in your life? Were you very young? Did you play an instrument when you were young? Were you yeah. My, um, I was born in a music family. Okay. Like my, my dad likes Led Zeppelin, uh -huh. Deep Purple, and my mom likes... Rolling Stones, Rikuder, Niklo. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good music taste for your parents to have, because some people, you know, their parents have terrible taste in music. Because, <laughs> like, a lot of kids, uh, you know, when they, the, whatever music their parents are listening to, uh, they don't want to have anything to do with that. Mm. They'd want to completely go their own way. They almost, they rebel against that. But it sounds like you and kind of went the other way. Like, you heard what your parents were listening to um, and yeah. kind of took it to heart. Yeah. They introduced me all those kind of classic rock and punk rock music when I was, like, in junior high. Okay. Yeah. And then, so where did they get into that type of music? I mean, these, you know, some of those artists, they're certainly internationally known artists. Mm -hmm. And, you know, countries like America and countries like England, 
you know, they export a lot of art and a lot of music. So how did they find out about those artists? Uh, I don't know, but it's just a generation. Generation? Yeah. That uh, Japan started to import uh-huh. those kind of American and British music yeah, yeah. To, to Japan. American culture is very big. It looms very large. I mean, people in many countries around the world, I mean, for better or for worse, you know, look, you know, they, they, they have a romance with America. Mm-hmm. You know, American yeah. art forms, rock and roll, yeah. American movies. You know, you always hear uh, Kim Jong, what was the older one? Kim Jong Il. He loved American movies, apparently. He had a huge library of all these American mm. movies. So it's not surprising that your parents would get into this kind of stuff. Now, you know, the kind of stuff they were into was more popular music. Were your parents, I mean, I'm sorry, were in school? Did you study music too? No, but at my house. Just uh, at your yeah, house? Yeah, my dad taught me how to play guitar. So he was also a musician. He wasn't just a fan. He was a musician. He was a guitarist in was a he, band. Uh-huh. It's not a professional, but yeah, just for fun. Yeah. Thing. Now, are there a lot of bands playing American style rock and roll? Like in your like your parents' generation? I mean, it's probably mm-hmm. different for yours, but um, my parents' generation is kind of popular. Yeah, it's really natural to play yeah. American music, but my generation, I don't, I don't think so. You don't think so? Mm-hmm. Well, it's the same here. You know, I went DJs. Disc jockeys started to become more popular, more prevalent. Uh, you know, like growing up, uh, like a wedding would have a band, you know, when I was a very young kid. But then when disc jockeys became more and more popular, you started to see fewer bands and you saw more disc jockeys. And then, you know, with once turntables started to become an art form and people really got into that and rap music and, and hip hop music became very, very big. You know, you weren't that many kids playing guitar. So that's mm-hmm. the interesting thing about what you do is that you're uh, you're unusual you're, and in a good way. It's an anomaly yeah. to have someone playing guitar almost. I mean, I think it kind of ebbs and flows. You know, some mm-hmm. generations play a little and then some don't. So now here's a question. Was it when you learned to play guitar when you were young, was it your, did you ask your father to teach you or did he say, sit down, Chihara, I'm going <laughs> to teach you? Yeah, he, he said that he wants to Teach me how to play guitar. So. Okay. And was that, were you happy about that or was that something was like not. a chore? It was I like was a chore. Not. It's like work, right? Yeah. Yeah. So then what made it change? What made it something that was uh, something positive for you? Um, he let me listen to the, the records he had mm-hmm. and little by little, gradually. Yeah started to develop a taste for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then this is junior high school, about that age when you first started yeah, playing? Yeah, when I was 13 years old. Okay. So let's do this. Let's have you, because you've got three records, right? And then you were in a band even before that. Um, let's play a song from your most recent record. And then we come okay. back, we'll talk a little bit more about okay. like how you guitar became something that you were into and then songwriting and all those kinds of things. Yeah. So okay. this week's guest... Johanna, she plays guitar, she sings, she's into the blues. You're going to hear some great songs later. I can't wait for you guys to hear this. So this is from her most recent record. The song is called Good Good Times. She's a Japanese artist. She's here in the United States visiting. So check this out. Johanna, the song is Good Good Times on Independence Day. When 
Chihana, good work. Thank you. Sounds cool. I like Arigato it. Gozaimasu. You have a lot of YouTube videos as well. People yes. can see you performing. There's music videos. There's yeah. music videos of you performing live. There's mm-hmm. solo shows, full band shows. There's some rip and slide guitar, and it's a Gibson. What is that? A Firebird or what is that guitar? Yeah, Firebird. Firebird. It's like a black Firebird. Yeah. Cool stuff. Like you're, you've got some cool stuff going on over there. You're doing great stuff. Thank um, you. Now. 
we before we played the song, we were talking about how like you you got it from your father and then your mother as well. Like in my family, like it was uh, my dad was the Rolling Stones and my mom was the Beatles. Oh, <laughs> so like I was kind of in the middle. Like some people, yeah. like in American, like a lot of people like to fight. Oh, the Beatles are better. Mm. No, the Stones are better. No, the yeah. Beatles are better. Where I exist, it doesn't. I'm in the middle. Mm-hmm. Like I love them both for different reasons. Yeah. You know. Um, so your dad was more Led Zeppelin. So was he harder rock? Yeah, a little like more? Van Halen. Oh yeah, yeah. Thanks, and I love them all. And my mom was more like, um, like flashy, glittery. Okay, like glam. Yeah, glam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's so fascinating to me to hear how these different American art forms make it to different countries and how they you know refilter. You're like you know that you like your generation will take it and then change it and do your own thing with it. And mm-hmm. the same here in the United States. I mean, you know, American rock music was derivative of blues music, which came from Africa mm-hmm. to America, and then American like people were playing it, and then the British people were playing it, and they they made it better, and then that made American kids want to get into it as mm-hmm. well. So it's just all kind of you know I've had uh, there's a blues musician from Sweden that I had on the show at one point. Yeah. Um, and then there's another guy, a Spanish musician. He doesn't play blues, it's more Spanish, but he does a, a similar sort of thing to what you're doing. So I, I love that music, I mean, it's a cliche, but music really is the internet. It's the language that we don't, it doesn't matter what language we speak. Mm-hmm. But music is all, ties us all together. At least I right. think it does. Um, so then how old were you, or like when you started your first band? Uh, when I was uh, 15. Mm-hmm. When I entered high school, um, not because it didn't do. After school activities. Yeah. Like after school. Yeah, I started a band. Uh huh. It was my very first band. Did you and you were playing guitar and singing in that too? I was not singing just at playing. all. Yeah, just playing guitar, and that was my uh, dream to to be a guitarist. Not so you were singing. already doing your dream at 15 years old. Yeah. A little bit. Kind of. <laughs> you know, but you're getting yeah. started. Yeah. Getting started. Now, did you have a hard time? Because there's, you know, there's certainly rock and roll music in Tokyo. Yes. But it's not from there. Did you have a hard time finding other people to be in your band? Or were there other kids who were also interested in doing it like you were? Uh, my members were... Uh, Maniac, motto maniac, that that. They were, uh, they were more diehards. Okay. Oh yeah. So they were more into it than you were. You know, they're very devoted, very interested yeah. in doing it. How did you find them? Were they your friends? Did you find them through a newspaper ad, through an internet ad? I've, I met them at my class and from the other class. Okay. Yeah. In school. Yeah, at yeah. high school, and yeah, they. Uh, they t- taught me. They. Yeah, they introduced they you. They introduced to... me. Um, Japanese rock. Okay. From seventies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. we were the the cover band of uh, Japanese rock. Band. So you were playing other people's music yeah, at that point right just getting started i think most kids mm-hmm. when they first start you know and there's not that many bands you know i i didn't write good songs until i was much older mm-hmm. you know i started writing songs when i was younger but they were terrible 
You know, yeah. I, w- I wouldn't play them for anybody. Um, why don't you play a live song? We'll come back and talk a little bit about writing, like okay. how you got from just you know from being a guitar player to being someone who wrote and also someone who sang as well. So what is this first song you're going to play here? I can't wait for people to hear what you do because you're very, very talented. I want people to hear this. Thank so what you. is this first song? It's called Ship of Sin. Ship of Sin. Okay, let's hear this. Ship of Sin, Chihana on Independence Day. I've got 27 stories to tell That's like from heaven straight to hell Lord, I've been waiting too long for you to walk in with a happy song. The high tides, rolling seas, could never be as wide as my heart beat. I don't want no memories to fade. Sing me someone else name Mood is up, greeting This is how the story begins Sail away, ride the wind Never mind, I'm on a ship of sin That is the artist Chihana. She's a Japanese-based artist. She's a guitar player. She's a singer. She's got a band over there. She plays kind of a bluesy style, as evidenced by that. Good, good stuff, Chihana. Good work. Thank you. It's it's really great. Next time you're in town, you have to let me know. I want to come see you play a live show somewhere. Of course. Do you get here very often? Uh, Once a year. Yeah. Uh, The last time I was here was last November. Okay. Yeah. And I had some shows in in LA. Do you play solo shows mostly when you yeah, come over? Yeah, right. Let me know. We'll put a band together for you so you yeah, can really, really rock it out. That's, that's great. Do you prefer one or the other, solo or with a band? Uh, yes. 
I prefer solo because I can play anywhere and, and even without a microphone. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Very streamlined. Yeah. My new band only has, there's only three of us. Like my old bands back in Chicago and even back in Los Angeles, my last band years ago, I have three, four, five, six people in the band. But it's just, I like having more people. Mm -hmm. It's more power. Yeah. But it's harder to schedule <laughs> six right. people. You know, I can't get myself to show up anywhere at, at right. the same time, supposed to, much less six other people or five other people. So it makes it very streamlined, very easy for you to go and play. Um, and sometimes it's, you play acoustic, like steel string guitar, and then you've also got a resonator guitar, mm -hmm. which is, you know, sometimes people will call it a dobro, not quite the same thing. Um, but we were going to say before, we were going to talk about how you went from playing covers to writing your own songs. Um, did you always want to write your songs as well, or write your own songs? Yeah, but it was very hard for me to start writing my own songs. Why? Because uh, the music I liked were too perfect. So I didn't want to uh, write my songs because they will not be... Right. It's not Van Halen. <laughs> they, yeah. they won't be perfect like their music. Yeah. I think that every musician, I call it, uh, you have to learn how to be yourself. Right? You, you, we grow up listening to these artists, and especially if you're into the Beatles and Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd and the Rolling Stones, these bands have sold tens of millions of records, hundreds of millions of records. Everyone has heard them. So when you compare your own music to that, it's discouraging. Mm -hmm. You know, yes. it makes you feel like, oh, I can't do that. Right. How, how, how am I supposed to compete with the Rolling Stones or right. Eddie Van Halen or Richie Blackmore <laughs> or Jimmy Page, right? But then sooner or later, if you want to do it, you, you kind of have this realization, I have to write my own songs because mm -hmm. I can't just play covers forever. So what right. made you, like, made the switch to, to actually do it? Um, I, I watched a movie of George Harrison. Okay. Uh, living in a material world. Uh-huh. And he said he had a time, a hard, tough time of writing his songs because Paul and John right. wrote all those great stuff. Yeah. But he started writing then a very um, original... Right. He discovered his own voice, it yeah. seems like. Yeah, I, I, that's exactly it. It would be hard to learn how to be a songwriter when you've got John... Lennon and Paul McCartney in the same band with you. You're not worried about Ringo. Yeah. Ringo's fine. He's going to do his own thing. But uh, but it's also, you can, when you're around people that great, you can learn from them mm -hmm. and watch how they do what they do. Yeah. Um, and, you know, George is revered. He's loved. You know, mm -hmm. his songs, All Things Must Pass, yeah. uh, While My Guitar Gently Weeps, uh, yeah. Something. Isn't that his as well? Uh, beautiful, beautiful yeah. music. So I thought everybody has to... Um, experience that kind of time challenge yeah yeah if it was easy right it wouldn't be worth doing you've got to you've got to push yourself mm -hmm. you know find it's the things i think that you're most scared of that you have that's the most important things that you have to do you know mm -hmm. if it's just if you're doing everything that feels safe and comfortable yeah like art i think the best art comes from that feeling where you don't know what's going to happen or you don't know how you're going to get through. Mm -hmm. you, you have to figure it out. At least that's what I think. 
Am I crazy? No. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. It's something else. Um, and then how about singing? Like what you at first you said you were playing the guitar player because I had the same experience. Like there was always another person singing. But then, you know, was, was singing also something you <clears throat> wanted to do for yourself? No, I hate, I used to hate yeah? singing. <laughs> and I just wanted to play, only play guitar. Uh-huh. But uh, um, like when I was 18, I had a show. And I was sp- supposed to uh, perform with my friend, mm-hmm. but he canceled. Oh, he's... And he didn't show up. Uh-oh. So I had to do my performance right. by myself. But uh, after the show, I felt really good about mm-hmm. what, I, what I did. Yeah, something. And, yeah. Go, go, go ahead, go ahead. I, I thought I wanted to keep singing and make it better. So at that point, did you just not call your friend back for the next show, or did you... Uh, but I... Um, we are still friends. And oh, right, of <laughs> he course. Was, yeah, he was not... Uh, yeah. He felt good about it and I was not not to know. Yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, well you can you know, it some friends, you know, I have friends who were in my band in high school and I've stayed I've stayed with friends with them. Like when the band blew up and broke up, you know, there was a period where, you know, we were sad or angry. Um but you know those friends that you had in those bands when you were very young, just like any other friend, you know those tend to stick with you over time. Mm. I think they're still your friends. You can still like be angry and you know that he didn't show up or for whatever reason. But the show must go on. I think is the big thing, right? That's right. And then at that point, so then did you know the lyrics, like the the melodies and the for the songs that you had to sing for mm. that show when he didn't show uh, up? Actually, I practiced for okay. like a week. And like it was only five songs. Okay, I recall. So it's not like you had to play for three hours. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> the show must go on, Chiara. That's what uh, that's what we learn, mm-hmm. right? How about another song? What's this next one going to be? Uh, it's my song, and it's called Guitar Girl. Now, was uh, this is written? Now, uh, there's a Chip Taylor story here. He's a kind of a legendary musician, right? Can you tell me a little bit about your relationship yeah, with him? Yeah, um, I met Chip. In 2010, and we went on a tour in Japan together. Was he there touring? Yeah, like uh, five shows. And before, but before we met, uh, he wrote this song for me. And even though we've never met, but uh, he asked me, like, how tall? Are you uh-huh. or what do you like? Yeah, and he wrote this lyrics and and so, I recorded. So the song is pretty much custom made for you. Yes, it is. Yeah, that's pretty cool. 
No one's ever written a song for me, I don't think. <laughs> All my ex-girlfriends have songs written about them, but I don't have any written about me. Oh. Okay, so this is uh, Chihana. She's a Japanese artist. She's here in the United States on a short visit, and I'm very, very thankful she's taken the time out to stop in and talk with us. You can visit her on the internet. It's uh, chihana.org, and that's C H. I-H-A-N-A is how that's spelled, .org. Everyone knows how to spell that. So let's hear this. This is their song, Guitar Girl, on Independence Day. I steal your soul, I won't give it back, won't give it back. Your New York skin is lily white, you're feeling dark in dirt poor tonight. But you're hating for the light of your guitar girl. Dice with a soft left in 
your guitar girl And you roll the dice with the soft left hand of your guitar girl My name is Joe Armstrong. Thank you very much for listening to Independence Day. Come to you Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Pacific time. I have no idea what time that is in Japan, but uh, how far is it? What, how many time zones apart is Japan? Uh, 16 hours ahead. Ah, really? So it's like, it's like next week in Japan is what you're telling me. <laughs> no, <way. laughs> no, it's across the date line, though, so yep. you have to go the other way to have it be the same day, right? Right. Okay. Uh, I've been to Japan. I liked it very much. Uh, the people were very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, the funny thing that happened, and this is a, just a cultural difference, I, I'm a jogger. I like to run. So I was jogging, and in Japan, it seems when somebody's sick, they'll wear a mask on their yeah. face. So when I was jogging, this woman tried to give me a mask put, to put over my face while I was jogging, but it would be very hard to jog, for me at mm-hmm. least, with a mask over my face. So I, I politely declined, no, <laughs> no thank you, keep your mask. She probably thought I was mean, but that's what are you gonna oh. do? But it was lovely. I love <clears throat> I love Japanese food. The Japanese culture yeah. is a, it's a wonderful place. It's beautiful mm-hmm. gardens, um, and the bullet train. Sankansen? Yeah. Shinkansen. Shinkansen. That's great. Yeah, I almost Expensive, got it right. But... Expensive. Yeah, and it uh, <laughs> very smooth. Yeah, no bumping. Yeah, <laughs> we're trying. Yeah, no bumping. We're trying to build one in California, but I don't think it's going to be nearly no, as good as yours. Never. And never. I agree. <laughs> Uh, so we're talking about, you've got three albums. Uh, yes. do you do this professionally now? Yes. Yeah. Full time? Uh, yeah. Almost. Almost. Yeah. That's not unlike a lot of musicians. I think people think about musicians a lot of the time, you know, they see fancy limousines and they see big shows with lasers and mm-hmm. smoke and lights. And they think that every musician lives that kind of life, but it's a very small percentage. A lot yeah. of us. You know, people who've been working at this for decades sometimes have to do other things as well. So, and there's, especially now, the way the economy is, everybody has to make a living somehow. Um, mm. But you're very good at it. I, it's, been, it's an honor to have you play here. Thank you. Um, you're welcome. Tell me, you know, when you came to the United States for the first time, uh, it was like a work study thing. Were you yep. perform, you playing music at that time? No. No? No, I was in a band, but... I I didn't bring my guitar or so you did you didn't play at all the whole time you were no, here no did they even know that you were a musician no that, that well, it was like your big secret uh, so tell me what your this is kind of like the cultural part of this tell me what your impressions were coming to America for the first time like what did it feel like what did you think about it when I first came to the states was uh, when I was like four oh very or five young. yeah my parents took me. To like Florida, Disneyland, yeah. And after that, um, maybe 
three times or four times with my parents. Okay. So it was not really... Uh, not a shock. You'd been no. here enough times to know yeah. what, what things were like. I was kind of used to it. Yeah. Now, being that your parents were music fans and you yourself were becoming a young musician, did you see any shows at any point while you were here visiting? Uh, not with my parents. You didn't sneak out to see Aerosmith or anything? No. <laughs> but when I study, study abroad to in New York... I saw Eddie James. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And uh, Rolling Stones. Oh, yeah, really? After studied in Cambridge. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I went to London and by myself and saw them. Yeah. And last year, I saw Van Morrison in oh, New York. Oh, wow. So, I saw him last year, too. Really? I saw him here in Los Angeles. Did he have the gold microphones? I don't know. I couldn't see it. But. Couldn't see? That's the thing. Like, you you think of Van as being, he's an Irish guy. He's not very flashy. You know, mm -hmm. he kind of wears rumpled clothes, and he's yeah. an older guy. He has he has three gold microphones on stage. He has <laughs> his main mic for singing. He has one, like a handheld wireless <laughs> mic that's also totally gold. Wow. And then he has a gold mic on his saxophone. It just seems a little oh. odd. But <laughs> I, I love Van. Yeah. I, I love, love Van. Too. That uh, that blue, they call it blue-eyed soul. The yeah. soul music and, and the he never souls. comes to Japan, so yeah, he doesn't really ever play there. He he doesn't like airplanes, so oh, <laughs> I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, he must What's fly it? a little bit. I guess he could take a boat, but that would yeah, take forever. Right. I guess. Um, how about another song? What's this next one going to be? Uh, let's go. Uh, well, this is the one that has a, it doesn't really have a literal translation, right? Yeah, uh, in Japanese. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Say say it the proper way in your language. Yume I am not even going to try to attempt to say that. <laughs> and translate it to English, uh, like it was a dream. Like it was a dream, or close to that. Yeah. Kind of as if it was a dream. There's yeah. not a direct mm -hmm. translation, but that's as close as we yeah. can get. It's probably close enough for me. Okay, so this is Chihana. The song, closely, is uh, Like It Was a Dream on Independence Day. You
れて騒ぐよ風がこのハート叩くどれだけの朝にかけ川を越えたらこの曇り空日に染められる My name is Joe Armstrong. Thank you for listening to Independence Day. Be sure to check out the web exclusive for this week's episode. You're going to want to check that out because Chihana, this week's guest, plays a song called Ace, and it's really, really badass. You're going to want to check that out. And there's a short interview with us、uh, talking about that as well. There's also going to be a video of that on the YouTube page.、Uh, probably put some of that up on Instagram and, of course, the Independence Day website, which is indepday.com. So check that out. Chihana, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. It's wonderful. It's lovely to see you play. You're very, very talented. Thank you. Now, the type of music that you play,、um, some of it's like what we would call singer songwriter, like bring a pretty、yep. well straight ahead songs,、mm-hmm. but some of it's very bluesy. You play like a bottleneck. Yeah. Brass slide、mm-hmm. on this instrument. How did that become something that you did? Because when I think of Japan, I've never heard of a Japanese musician playing slide guitar. So, how did that、mm. become something that was interesting for you?、Um, I play slide because almost no one <laughs> does it. Yeah. In Japan, especially、right. uh, female musicians. Right.、Um, I want to do things that no one ever does. Yeah. N- not like no one, but. Now, given, because that's, that's a smart thing to do because that makes you unique. That、yeah. makes you separate and different from the thing that everyone else is doing.、Uh, because it's different, though, sometimes it might be a challenge to find an audience. Do you have a hard, because it's so different, do you have a harder time finding shows or an easier time finding shows because, because it's different? Because of my.、Uh, Kind of music. Yeah, because the style. Yes, but there's a, a blues market. Like in, a scene? In, yeah, scene in Japan. So it's not that hard for me. Okay. And 
um, <clears throat> also, I play like folk, country, right, and singer songwriter things. So I'm like, what am I doing? <clears throat> yeah, diversified, well-rounded, basically. So it's again, that's that's an intelligent thing because there are. I mean, I don't know what it's like in Japan, in the United States, especially in towns like where there are a lot of artists. New York, mm -hmm. Los Angeles, Nashville. Like every third person is a guitar player. Every third person is a songwriter. There are, you know, everybody's playing shows. Yeah. So when like when you play shows in Los Angeles, it's hard to get people to come out to the show at all mm -hmm. because they're all playing their own shows. Yeah. Or if they do come, you know, they're just going to sit there and judge you and look at you. Oh, he played that wrong. Mm -hmm. He didn't do that right. You know. So it's it's a different challenge, I think. Yeah. Um, But to differentiate, to find a way to do something unique, something different, to differentiate yourself from everyone else is a challenge, and you've done very well with that in your, in your situation. Yeah. Uh, now, for Slide, like, who were the guitar players? Because Slide is very hard. Like, I've, I've tried it, and it takes a lot of, you know, we call it woodshedding, a lot of rehearsing to be good at Slide guitar. But, you know, you spend time at it, you get better at it. But who are the guitar players? Like when you started to learn how to play slide guitar, like which specific players were you into? Um, first, Ray Cooter. Yeah. And then Jesse Davis. Mm -hmm. He played in the back bands for George Harrison. Mm -hmm. And Rory Gallagher mm -hmm. from, from Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. And George himself, he would play slide, yeah, but I his was his more slide. melodic. Mm -hmm. Like he wouldn't play blues as much. He yeah. would play beautiful melodies on the yeah. guitar. And you see that. Uh, do you know Iron and Wine? It's a, it's a new, uh, maybe 10 or 15 year old a band, a mm -hmm. guy named Sam Beam. His first album was just him by himself overdubbing parts. Oh. And since he was by himself, he would play slide guitar, but he wouldn't play, again, it wasn't very bluesy. He would overdub multiple slide guitar parts, but it was more like George Harrison mm. playing melodies and, and harmonies with those at the same time. So maybe, you know, check that out. Yeah. It's one of my favorite artists Thank these you. days. And he just got a Grammy nomination well. not too long ago for his most mm. recent record, which came out this summer. Uh, so congratulations to Sam Beam and Iron and Wine as well. Um, So were the artists that you were interested in as a guitar player, like you said, Rory Gallagher and yeah. Ry Cooter, uh, when it comes to writing and singing, were there different musicians that inspired you to write and sing? Or like e when you started to learn to sing and write, where was it the same people? Yes, about writing songs. Um, uh, Paul Simon. Oh, yeah. And... Um, Is it more folk? Yeah. Or more rock because yeah, you're kind of in the middle. Yeah, more folk, and I love lately. I love country songs. Tori, so you, you also tori deru, so you. She kind of mixes <coughs> the good parts from every. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you know um, the Americana music or alt country is a style that's kind of between yeah. rock and country. Mm -hmm. You know, Jason Isbell. Um, Who else? Chris Stapleton, mm -hmm. uh, Sturgill Simpson. Are you familiar with those names? Like those, those are artists who kind of blend the two together, you know. And it goes back to Rolling Stones would play country songs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, David Gilmore from Pink Floyd yeah. played Lab Steel. That's a favorite of mm -hmm. mine. Um, I think it's interesting. There's there's a little bit of country music mixed into a lot of rock and roll. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes if you just bend one string one way, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's, it gives it a kind of a country flavor. And that's a very popular thing. It's got its own category now in the Grammys. The Americana, they have their very own award show, you know, their very own, uh, very own thing. Uh, there's a music festival in San Francisco every October called the Hardly Strictly Bluegrass Festival. I think you'd really dig that. There's a lot of artists mm-hmm. there that are right up that alley. I think you'd like that. Um, so now, like, where do you find living in Japan? You know, the internet has opened up everything. You can find anything at any time. You can be in bed at night and looking up new artists. Mm-hmm. But, like, how do you find, like, how do you look for new artists, new country artists or new rock artists? Like, do you, is there a online magazine or through friends or? Yeah. Um, lately, just uh, in these few months i found spotify <laughs> i started oh, yeah. using it so yeah on spotify and and on instagram mm-hmm. i found a couple of artists and musicians that i like yeah and uh there's an app called tuning radio uh-huh yeah and there is a folk folk radio station yeah so I listen to it. It's interesting and, because I think some people say, you know, older people that I talk to say that there's no good music being made today, but I think that's wrong. That's wrong. There's probably more than ever before. Yep. But it's sometimes hard to, I mean, you think it would be easier to find it because there's so much, but I think because there is so much, mm-hmm. it makes it sometimes harder to find yeah, it. You know, you great. can look up a channel, you know, through like uh, satellite radio or through Spotify. But it'll only go so far. Like I'm on Pandora, like my music, the my yep. band. But because I'm not a big band like Tom Petty, when you listen to the Joe Armstrong channel on Pandora, it doesn't play Tom Petty, even though songs that I write might sound like Tom Petty. It plays guys and girls mm. like down here with me, <laughs> you know? Uh, so, uh, but there are so many tools. You just have to take the time, I think, to yeah. find it. Mm-hmm. Um, how about another song? What's, uh, what's next uh, here, mm. Johanna? Um, well, this is a cover, right? It, yeah, it's a cover song, and I love this song, and I recorded this song uh, when I was 20, mm-hmm. and it's not a song that the 20-year-old girls sing, right. <laughs> but I love this song. Yeah, so I'm not even going to give people the name. People are going to recognize this as soon as you start to play this. And I've heard you rehearsing this, so I can't... People, you've got to tune into this song. This is a very, very beautiful version of this song, so I don't want to spoil it. So this is Chihana playing an American standard on Independence Day. At the dark end of the street That is where you always meet Hiding in shadows where we don't belong Living in darkness to hide the dark end of the stream 
time is gonna take it still have to pay for the love that we stole It's a scene and we know that it's wrong But our own love keeps coming on strong At the dark end of the street They're gonna find us They're gonna find us dark end of the street
excellent, excellent version of a very, very beautiful song that is an artist named Chihana. She's our guest here on Independence Day. She's from Japan. She lives in Tokyo, professional musician, making a living at that kind of thing. And when you play a song like that as beautifully as you just played, uh, it's obvious to me that you should be able to make a living at this. Very, very nice work. Thank you. Um, that's Dark End of the Street. Classic, classic song. You've probably heard a million different versions of that, and yours is every bit as good as anything else. So excellent work. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, in light of that, because you sing songs in both Japanese, your native language, yes, as well as in English. Now, you do speak some English, but and I took Spanish in high school. I'm not very good at it. I can speak it a little bit, but I can't imagine trying to write a song Mm. in a language that's not a native language. Now, Americans are kind of, we have an ivory tower about that because we're such a big guerrilla country. You know, English is everywhere to a certain extent. Uh, but for you, it's a conscious choice to write songs, some of them in Japanese, yep. some of them in English. Like, what are the challenges for you when, it's, when you're <laughs> writing in English? Uh, actually, I love writing songs... Uh, in in English better than yeah. Japanese because Japanese for me it's too straight to my my mind right or to my head yeah and the meaning of the words are too straight and I cannot I cannot do that yeah so is there less imagery because of the language. Mm. Or just the way that you perceive it, the way that you interpret it. You mean Japanese? Yeah. Mm. But I'm trying yeah. to do Japanese songs more. Is it hard, and this is a dumb question, but is it harder to rhyme in Japanese? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, and I love rhyming. Yeah. And I love reading lyrics in English and see the rhyming parts right so that's what i want to do so i yeah. prefer writing songs in english and it well it also it provides a different experience for your audience as well you know i mean i have no idea what percentage of japanese people speak any english or if they study it in school i have no idea um but if it's an american art form or largely an American art form, that kind of singer-songwriter mm -hmm. thing that, you know, the James Taylor style, yeah. um, like you were talking about before, those artists are American or if, or British and they speak English. Uh, my friend from Sweden who was on the show, uh, he sounds a lot of songs and, you know, Swedish, you know, very, very different from English, very, very different from Japanese, but it's a, you know, it's a harder language to perhaps write songs mm -hmm. in. There's something called the romance languages, like Italian is easy to write songs in. <laughs> the words are rolling yeah. and lyrical. Da, 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 you know, Spanish too, to a certain extent. English, kind of in the middle. But so many songs, so much popular culture comes out of America. That writing in that style was it. So you were, were your first songs in Japanese, your first few songs, and then you started writing in English. Uh, no, I started. Writing songs in in English. You started in English. Yeah, and then now I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. To do more in and Japanese. It's, it's interesting too because there's a certain song when people uh, I want them to drop by the website, go to indepthday.com, listen to your song Ace, which is a uh, like a barn burner. It's like a torch song. It's a really kind of up tempo, lots of slide work. Very very interesting. Americans will find the music very very familiar to them. And when you were rehearsing it before, and I was listening. I couldn't actually even tell if you were singing in English or Japanese because 
it's kind of loud and it's kind of shouty and it's rock and roll. And then it turns out it's Japanese and it mm -hmm. just, it helps you realize it doesn't, in some ways it doesn't matter, right? You're getting the same emotion across, the same feeling across. I mean, I have no idea what you're singing, <laughs> but I know what it's about. You know, does that make sense? Sort yeah. of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, now, when, you, when your audience comes to see you play, like you play a show, what percentage of your songs would be in English and then what percentage would be in Japanese on average, you think? Um, 60% English and yeah. 40 for Japanese. And is there any kind of do the the audience they do they react differently to English versus Japanese songs? Yeah, they used to they used to uh, listen to my English songs, mm -hmm. but uh, when I in between the English songs, mm -hmm. I sing the songs in Japanese. Mm -hmm. They really love it. Yeah. Yeah. And because it's so different, uh, do you find that you know, some, when someone's so unique, like it, it inspires, like sometimes kind of what I would call like uh, very devoted fans or very rabid fans? Like, have you found that to be the case because you're doing something so unique? Like, you've got your own, like, very devoted little audience or big audience, or is that the case? Hmm? Really devoted. Yeah. Because yeah. they want um, the musician who plays blues, uh -huh. but not male musicians. Oh, really? Because uh, I'm so rare right. in Japan or even in, in the States. I don't know. But yeah. in Japan, it's very few peop people yeah. uh, plays right. blues. And especially for female, mm -hmm. there's... I think there's just four or five. Yeah. And then slide, there's no one. So. Yeah. Now, for you, like a normal show, like in America, like a guy, like if you go see, well, Tom Petty, he passed away, but you'd see Tom Petty, he'd play for about 90 minutes, you know, with an encore, maybe two hours. Mm -hmm. I, when I go play a show, most of my shows are about an hour, mm -hmm. you know, a little less sometimes. In Japan, like how long is a normal show for you? Uh, just for me, if there's just me. Solo, yeah. Yeah, as a solo, there's two sets. Mm -hmm. uh, first set for like 40 minutes and then um, like 20 minutes interval. Mm -hmm. Then 50 minutes. Okay. Seconds. So it's second just set. about two hours, but then yeah, a little break in between. Almost, yeah. Okay. And then are you... Like, what's touring like in Japan? Like, do you play shows all up and down the mm -hmm. island, all over? Yeah, all over. Yeah. For uh, There's 48 uh, prefectures mm -hmm. in Japan. And I've been, like, 40. Okay. So you're really getting them, around there. Yeah, but uh, I got to save money for... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, not do you know? Right. Like bus. Yeah. So you travel by bus. Yeah. No Shinkansen. No <laughs> Never. Yeah. So do you, do you mostly, do you ever drive? On no, a tour? I don't have a license. So. No license. It's so different. <laughs> Buses, trains. Yeah. When I lived in New York City, uh, I had a license because I, I grew up with one, but I didn't have a car the whole time mm -hmm. I was in New York. So 
I would travel to gigs and performances on the subway. Because this yeah. was long. There's Uber now mm-hmm. or Lyft, yeah. but they didn't have Uber then. Right. So, you know, I would, I used to feel like, uh, you know what a Sherpa is in Nepal? The guys who carry the, the stuff up the mountain. I felt like a Sherpa because I had <laughs> one guitar on my back, one guitar in my hand, an amplifier on the other hand, yep. a bag around my yep. arm with pedals and cables, like 200 pounds worth of stuff, schlepping it around <laughs> on the subway. Not fun. Right. That's it's, me. Was, yeah. <laughs> doing the thing. Uh, so how about one last song here before I kick you out of here? I'm going to make you go and have some more American food before you have to go back <laughs> home. What's this last song? Uh, it's my original song, and it's about um, Joshua Tree. Beautiful that, place. Yeah, I visited eight years ago, se- seven years ago. Yeah. yeah. And it's called Songbirds. Okay, wonderful. The artist is Chihana. This is her song, Songbirds, on Independence Day. Welcome back Everybody's waiting By the smoky fireplace You once loved Crazy days Empty nights The only witness was the moon Up above The dusty stars fall in your sleepy eyes they got no fears for new goodbyes Then I see all your tears run dry Hopeless nights to pray Kisses of the rain Through the dead branches the wind sigh That makes you want to stay Get back on the road once again Nothing's new In this old saloon Where you used to get your beer I love so cheap The lazy sun In the afternoon Let's sleep to where your heart lies asleep By the time you don't care what time it is Hear the place, hear the words you live Then I see all your fears go by With us worn out wings you will fly away on the damp branch of the songbirds sing. They help me find a way and get back on the road once again.
dry Hopeless nights to pray Kisses of the rain Through the damp branches The wind side It makes you want to stay And get back on the road On the damp branches The songbirds sing They help me find a way Get back on the road once again Chihana, thank you so very much. It's thank been you. my honor and pleasure to have you come and share your music and, and share your experience. I mean, I, I, just, I just love talking to people from other parts of the country. I've been to, I guess, 10 countries, 49 of the 50 states. I've only, Alaska's the only one I've never been to. I've seen it from an airplane flying to Japan. I looked down and mm -hmm. saw it, but I love traveling. And I think, like, I, I feel like Americans should have to travel. Like people from Europe, it seems like they're, the countries are so close together. They just, they all seem to travel. Yep. You know, Japanese people, I, everywhere I go, I bump into Japanese people. When I was in Australia, I saw Japanese people. Mm -hmm. When I was in London, I saw Japanese people. When yep. I was in Germany, I saw Japanese people. I wish Americans would travel more. I think so, too. They could learn a lot. Mm -hmm. You'd probably be nicer people, too. So, and then what's next for you? You've got three full-length albums. Are you, do you have new songs? Do you have a new album you're working on? Or? Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to move here. Well, wow, next right. spring. Oh, that's cool. That's soon. So, yeah, my second life will start soon. Okay. <laughs> so, I'm going to make my new album hopefully next year. When you get here? Yeah. Okay. Used to. Yeah. When I get used to everything. You learn a lot more English life. words. Yeah. And how to yell at the audio engineer, how to yell at the producer and <laughs> yeah. cuss at him. Stop it. Don't do that. Turn this up. Turn that down. That's what we do. Yeah. So, well, let me know when you're here in town. Of course. I'll take you out. I'll buy you a beer. Thank you. Deal? Deal. Okay. So, <laughs> Chihana has been my guest this week. You can check her out at chihana.org. C-H-I-H-A-N-A.org. You know how to spell org. Check her out there. And uh, thanks for listening to Independence Day. It's been another great year, guys. Can't wait for the next year. Coming up on 200 episodes soon. So, thank you to Chihana. Also to the Independence Day staff, Dale Tanksley, Wayne Topinski, and Sally Shackleton. The newly betrothed Tony Tone Loke Piscotti manages the Independence Day website. Thank you, Loke, as always. Independence Day's theme music was composed by Great Lakes Myth Society. Love that band. For Independence Day, as always, I am Joe Armstrong. If you do anything at the end of this year, please be good to one another.